Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The breakfast stampede meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with my co-hosts, the full crew, even Elijah. We got Kevin, we got Jamie, we got Eli here. Uh, guys, I've missed you. How are you doing? Good. Well, since my, my box is first... At least on my computer. So <laughs> of course, it's your computer. <laughs> um, uh, we're all great. I, we're all great. Yeah. If I could speak for the whole crew, <laughs> I will say that I'm pretty good. I don't know if I'd say great. Nah, I'm fantastic. I'll leave it at that. I'm fledgling. I don't know what's happening in my world, but no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. slowly crumbling and falling apart. But that was already happening, anyways. Yeah, I mean that was that that happened way before everything else went out. Yeah, but Eli, you're buying a house. Like, that's crazy, man. No, right. not actually. Somebody swept in. With <gasps> an offer. No! no! Oh! That okay. motherfucker. That no, happens. Probably going to burn down anyways. There was a big wildfire happening right over the mountain. So. Well, I guess that's a good thing. I don't know what's happening. Oh, that sucks. I hate to hear that. But I'm glad to hear that things are at least decent in the world of Elijah Bates. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, we were right. texting. We were texting you the other day trying to find out when the last time you really watched wrestling was and you were you were very coy about it. You were very you were very <laughs> standoffish about about it. Uh Yeah, what, I had a good amount of time to think about it. I can't <laughs> when, I was actually to be fair, I was on a hike when I got that and I was like, This son's a bitches, I'll talk to him. Like, I'll I'll answer this. <laughs> and then sometimes <laughs> I like to wait until it's like a hundred other things have been said and then to jump in with the thing that was like framed towards me, because then everybody's like, You're still talking about that? <laughs> We 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 definitely like had a whole conversation without you about like after I asked the question of all of us just ma- making jokes about how you reacted to yeah. dodging the question and then like we talked made so many jokes without you even getting involved for so long until you finally hopped. There was in moments. Like, there was a moment where I was like, "Is now the right time?" I was like, 
let it simmer a little bit longer. <laughs> but I mean, okay, like I, that honestly, well, actually, before I should get into wrestling talk, I want to say one thing because we were, before we get past how we're all doing, um, I, I should say right here at the top, um, it was me who, who decided to take a uh, hiatus on the show. Um, I, I have had a ton of personal things going on um, like two months ago now. Um, my girlfriend was staying at her parents' house during the pandemic. She'd gotten tested to come stay here. And she woke up in the morning one day and she found her dad dead. And, uh, you know, I had to rush over here. I had to help. Um, her mom has Alzheimer's. Uh, for most of you who follow me on social media, you, you've probably seen that. Um, you know, her mom has Alzheimer's and, and needs to be taken care of. Um, so obviously, Eric and I moved in here immediately to start taking care of her. Uh, but honestly, you know, this show, as much as I enjoy doing this show, because I get to talk to you guys every week, sometimes Eli, um, but, 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 you know, because I get to talk to you guys every week about wrestling, like this is really just something I enjoy doing. Like I like having the outlet to talk to you guys about wrestling every week. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, like I, I, I do stay up late. I'm editing the show. I'm putting things out. I, it's cause I enjoy doing it and I just didn't have time. I just haven't had time. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have time to do it all the time anymore. Um, I'm still getting used to my change of circumstances of, you know, taking care of another individual who um, doesn't always quite know what's going on. Um, and, and also on top of that, like we've been doing the show for like, what? it's almost five years now. Um, and I, as much as I love doing the show and as much as I love talking to you guys, social media has gotten so much more intense in the five years that we have done this show that like, sometimes yeah. I feel like people are angry if I don't ad- talk about a certain topic or, um, and, 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 when, and when I get to that, then it feels like I have to talk about everything. And then it's like, I have to have an opinion on every single stupid yeah. fucking thing that happens at all times. And it like, it got a little exhausting to be completely honest with you. Like these, this, this time off from the podcast has been a little nice. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I, I still want to talk and do things. Um, I just, I just needed a little break. I, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's pretty much the, the, the real truth of the matter. I mean, that's well, really we, we knew that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I know. I know you guys knew that. I know you guys knew that. But I mean, uh, okay, so in that time off, though, you know, we've had our group chat. We've, we've still been texting about wrestling and stuff. But, you know, I, 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 I want to talk to Eli first about this situation because I, I feel like Eli is the most casual of us now uh, in watching. So um, are you oh, still watching, tur- Eli? How the turntables have... <laughs> <laughs> um so like i will definitely say that, you know, that actually uh, that actually is weird how that has changed in the in the five years now that jamie is now the hardcore one watching death matches and eli's become the casual fan well you, you know i was thinking yesterday and, and i was just thinking about you know the, the long illustrious association that i've had with the world of sports entertainment in terms as a viewer at least um, and I think that like, you know, wrestling goes in waves a lot of times, like you go through periods where you dip in and out and it's cause like, you know, I, I was thinking about, let's say WWE on the same spectrum as like the Simpsons. If I go through, go back to the Simpsons and I think of a period of time in which I really love the show, man, those episodes are untouchable, but I can't watch an episode of Simpsons that they make nowadays. There's something about it. And I think just sometimes, you know, especially in wrestling, you know, take a, like I, I was thinking about it just cause like my, my cousin has a young boy and now they're watching and this is the first time they've watched and they think Bray Wyatt's so scary. They think Randy Orton's incredible. And they have a lot of opinions where I'm just like, whoa, I didn't even realize that you could have a different perspective than maybe that we hold and everything. But it's because like, because it moves in phases like that, sometimes you get burnt out, you know, like, I mean, I got burnt out on the Simpsons. I stopped watching. I got burnt out on wrestling three or four times over the course of my life. And I think it just happened again, just to where there was other active things happening, you know, like, and I just needed a breather, and I'll come back because that's how it always works. Wrestling is very cyclical, cyclical like that. So I'll definitely say I've watched it less this year than I probably have in the last five to ten years. But I still keep up with it. I still, even when I don't watch, I still am interested in the world of wrestling and always make an active point to keep up with what's happening on the shows and stuff like that, even if I'm not necessarily watching them actively. Yeah, well, let's when call it spade I, a spade here. Like, like, which one of us? You don't even have to guess which one of us is getting laid on a regular basis. <laughs> which one of us isn't? The one that became a casual fan. Hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, no, and you know what, Eli? I remember when I took a break from wrestling, similarly, where I was just like, man, I, I'm so burnt out on this. And I, I took a little break. And even when I wasn't watching every week, I was still reading everything, like what was happening, reading results, and just kind of like, you know, like I didn't want to like fall too out of it, but like, you know, you still want to know kind of what's happening. And, and honestly, you know, the thing about wrestling is that even if what's inter- even if what they're showing on TV isn't necessarily interesting to you at the time, man, the, the inner workings of the wrestling industry are always interesting. You know, there's times where like the entertainment quality of the shows they put out might suck. But hearing about what's happening behind the scenes or hearing about well, the decisions that are being made, that still is like a captivating thing for me to know and understand on a daily, if not hourly basis, too. So, you know, rest assured that when I wake up in the morning, you know, like I have like five or six websites I go to and two of them are still wrestling websites. <laughs> and one of them is yours, Ryan, I swear. Good, I mean, good, good. Yeah, you I have an Instagram I, account? What? I was like, Eli, do you mean that Instagram account where you tell show us Mongo Mondays? <laughs> is that I the one you're talking about? Oh, it's great. It's great. It's crazy how the internet has just adopted Mongo these days. Everyone, everyone, you. I, just, I feel like you were you were a Mongo uh, aficionado way before it was cool on the internet. Uh, I won't say that I was an aficionado. <laughs> I'm implying that I had a strong taste for Mongo. I remember my dad. <laughs> strong taste for well, well, you you appreciated. Mongo before any of us did. I yeah, you were appreci- you appreciator. I still appreciate Mongo. Okay, like you're so ridiculous. I mean, How like, could you not? There's part of like the fan in me from my teen years where it's like, finally, Mongo's getting his moment in the spotlight. I gotta make sure to send this to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Because. I don't remember how long it's been since you've been on the show, but I feel like it's been a very long time, and I feel like. AEW Dynamite had not debuted yet the last time you were like regularly on the show. I think it had. And I think that was just like, you know, we were getting to that point when that was coming out where that was kind of at like peak programming where there was, I think the most, you know, the most episodes of wrestling had ever been put out there. And I think I just reached that point because there is that point where you start, you're trying to play catch up throughout the week and everything like that. And it gets to a point where it's like, it doesn't matter how much time you have available. There's almost so much content that you can't catch up. And I think there was a moment there where I reached that point of exhaustion where it's just like, all right, I got to like take a break. I got to just like pump this. I can't, I can't necessarily jump into actively tracking and a whole nother thing and everything. But I've been said again, like, you know, I still keep up with what happens. Less emotional investment in AEW, I would say, just because I haven't been in like an active weekly viewer of the program though, too. It's funny too, because I see you as like, even though I know you say you're not, like you, you are still, I feel like you love WCW. Like you were, I know you say you were a WWF guy, but you love WCW. And like, I, I, I just would think that with like all the WCW influence there that you'd be like at least semi more interested. Yeah. I thought that too. <laughs> but, but you know, like, but then you, like, I was like, oh, I look over, I got a hot girl next to me. Yeah, and I was like, well, I got better I thought that to do. Too. <laughs> like, no, no, no. You know what? I do want to watch another episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you know, it's the the scheduling thing. You know, I feel like Jamie has become one of the most. I like. I I try my best with indie stuff, but Jamie has become like the most uh, avid watcher of wrestling. I think of like outside stuff. Um, where do you draw the line throughout the week, Jamie? Because now that you're like stuck at home, you. You know, I know you still do things here and there, but you're, for the most part, you're at home like everybody else, you know? So, like, how do you wh- – where do you draw the line in, like, watching too much wrestling throughout the week now? Uh, well, the thing is, um, I really uh, – I guess it's really just a, it's a sense of what, whatever's picking my interest that day. I mean, um, I really, 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 really want to – I'm trying to keep as – updated as i possibly can on the independent circuit not only just as a benefit of myself and my whatever i'm trying to do and that's in that world but also just it's as somebody who wants to be a student of the game quote unquote gamer um i really want to make sure that if there's anybody coming up that if there's anything any sort of internet rumblings that i want to be able to know about it and because as, as every, I mean, I'm kind of going off into a whole other category of talking right now, but in terms, but 
wrestling, the independent scene in particular, took two huge hits this year. And that is COVID and the, the speaking out movement. And um, those really, I mean, different aspects. But yeah. I think when this is all done, when this is all said and done, when people go back to whatever it is the new semblance of normal is, there's going to be a huge influx of new talent and huge influx of new people because, hey, I mean, a lot of them can't even work no more. Um, but so I, I, right now, that has taken precedent over WWE or at some points even AEW. And um, to me, it's I, – I've just really focus, shifted focus on new. Like what's going to happen that's going to be next because, you know, I mean – you you check out of WWE and you come back like much like Eli like a few months later. It's not that hard to pick back up, up onto those things. But the these indie shows don't have the benefit of weekly storytelling. So I try to keep up with. And that there's still not a ton of indies running right now. You know, no. Nah, right now the only major ones that I know of. I mean, Black Label Pro has got its first show coming up in a long, and, long and, time. And GCW is doing its GCW beyond and and, be, and IC and, and uh, IWC. Or yeah. is it ICW? I, I think ICW. Shows running ICW. Small they, places. Like, There's like not a lot of good. TCW, yeah, mostly on the East Coast, outdoor. Um, I want to say everyone's far away from each other, but you could see in the GCW in the last one they did, there was like a lot of like crowding going I will say on. Though, I will say for at least for that, like um, I, it's not ideal whatsoever. However, uh, that area of the country is nothing like doing, this part of the country. No, it's doing much like, better. It's, did, it's like almost a complete 180. Did you guys see today that they officially made it illegal for like big gatherings in LA? I mean, after all these mansion parties that got broken like, up. Well, yeah, no, before sure. it was like, don't. Now it's like illegal. Like you can actually get punished by the law. After they raided Jake Paul's house or what? I think that's, I had a, I, I think that might have spawned it, which is, crazy well that there was that other there was Jake a, paul well odell beckham like somebody had, like, got shot party. the other night yeah odell beckham had a house party or something over the weekend like what the fuck dude like i i, I, I also, don't know if you're like oh, odell beckham jr of, like of all people like that guy is in a league that is having covid cases left and right like why would you continue to do that i'm my like favorite trying... is, my favorite is i forget which basketball player it was because you oh, know Lou basketball Williams. players, Lou Williams. Yeah, he did it. He um, Lemon, went home for Lemon Pepper Lou, baby. He left for the the dome because you know the NBA has the dome right now. Yeah, um, he left it for a uh, or the bubble. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it, he left it for either somebody died. It was a funeral in his family or something family related. And he originally was only supposed to go home just for that, but he went home and then went to a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> not, only, not, not just not one strip club. He went to Magic City, and he claims I just went there for dinner for the wings. Yeah, he wanted some chicken was... wings. <laughs> Magic City is open. Why would it not be? I don't. Atlanta, I think, oh, Atlanta's doing everything. I know. I know why. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> like honestly, they should have put Magic City in the bubble. Like they should have just moved it to the bubble that's and like let them be there with the that's players. Smart. They should have given them something like that. I mean, like... No, because I've heard a few cases of them getting busted trying to fly in and sneak in, uh, like, IG oh, groups. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Wow. It's crazy. I, I, I try not to be too judgmental of every, of the situation. I do. No. But it's tough. It's yes, tough. you do, no, Kevin. It's, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Kevin, how are you doing over there? I mean, I, you, you know, you're also stuck over there in quarantine. Uh, you said you're frazzled. Uh, I I know that you're uh, stressed. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the I'm world, and you're taking it all on as it is. Uh, but no, I mean, I mean, uh, to me, it's like it's like my intake of wrestling and everything is normal because I'm working my same shifts at work. So I'm just like kind of like, everything that I'm taking in is how I would normally do. Only thing that's different, and I'm pretty sure it's not a good sign, is that I have been going to sleep to old ECW pay-per-views a lot, and I'm sure that's not good for my brain. Like, I do that all the time. There's mind. nothing wrong with that. I go to bed watching old wrestling literally every night. No, like, 
No, like watching your ECW wrestling buddy. matches. Is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I usually I usually watch I usually watch WCW Saturday Night or something like that before bed, just because it's like there's always like these weird matchups from the '90s that you've like never. That I'm like, yeah. what these oh, two I go, way, each other? I go way before that for my bedtime. Wrestling. Where do you go, What do you watch? Oh, like I go to old the trampoline mid-south, wrestling or what? Mid South. I go to like. AWA, I go to like shit in like 85, 87, 88. I, I, I do like those as well on the WWE Network. I I, think, I, I I do populate those, but I've switched to WCW because there's this YouTube account that I like called Monsoon Classic. And great they've account. got like, they've got like, they've got everything on that account. And I'll just like click like one random show like worldwide. And then there's like, like last night I watched a pay-per-view, a WCW pay-per-view before, like as I was going to bed and I watched a uh, Booker T versus Eddie Guerrero for the U S title. Oh, um, but normally I watch some random people. Like I like, I like the most random people before bed on that show. That's, a, that's an interesting statement. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like back in the day before there were so many podcasts, I feel like the only place you could hear people talk about this stuff is that show Legends of Wrestling that WWE put out, which was on their previously on their pre network, you know, on demand service and everything. But those were just, you know, just these long drawn out extrapolations with like, you know, Mean Gene and Pat Patterson's and um and Jim Ross. Uh, Jim Ross, yep. And, or and the fame Michael Hayes. Kevin Nash. Like a lot of those people will be on there and they'll just tell stories of outdoor arenas or this, that, or the other. And that one I feel like is because they're long and kind of like you're engrossed with it, but not so much that you won't fall asleep to it. Yeah, I like something that, like, I, I think because I watch so much wrestling all day, every day, that I'm like, I know I can fall asleep watching <laughs> wrestling because I'll eventually just zone out and fall asleep. But, yeah, I, speaking of that Legends of Wrestling, it's insane to me that the WWE Network has been around as long as it's been around. And they haven't made new episodes of that show. I know. It's, it's a shame. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it would, it wouldn't be the same thing anymore. And I think like they're, they're, they were still working with kind of an older world of production value. And now they would just try and make it, I don't know, it would just be too spit shined, I feel like. Whereas a yeah. show like did because it was a bunch of old dogs telling their tales, you know? And it was literally just like a black curtain and a long desk. And they were just like, and Michael well, Hayes is smoking a cigar the entire time, bothering everybody else. I, I have a theory as to why, even through COVID, WWE reports like profits of $40 million or whatever it was. It's because they don't spend any of it. Of course. And, like, they don't spend it's any not of a, it. Like, yeah. it's, like, it's, not, it's not a theory. I was on the investor call. They straight up said it. They were like, we thought we were going to lose a lot of money, but then we realized – we don't have to fly everyone in. We don't got to tear everything That's down and shit. set it back up. We're we don't have to make the there. fucking eyeball look good. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, it's just there. We go there. We go in and out. Like, yeah. But we I got to say, man, have an eyeball budget. Wrestling was like at its best right before the pandemic. It was like fucking great. I was loving was. everything about it. And it is so hard to be a fan right now like and I, is that that can't just I'm conflicted be me, left right? And right no i'm conflicted left and right seeing like old timers in the crowd like at least like with AEW, like they, they they have like the guy the old old guys like separated and they're away from everybody else but at the same time like it still makes me nervous but then i see rick flair on tv and i'm like go home Stop and, like, they put him on rick, TV. and they put rick flair there the day it was open that like the two weeks happened and it's like, you don't want to wait a little bit since he lives with someone who has COVID right now. Like you don't, was he that crucial? He didn't say anything like, or he said the thing with Kevin Owens backstage, but like, was it that crucial to have Ric Flair there? I, I don't just know don't why get it. I don't, I don't get why he's being used in the first place. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's <laughs> like two things it. that don't make sense. One, he's Ric Flair and he's in, he's an at risk person because he's almost 80. And, and he almost died. And he almost died. And two, if Randy Orton is the legend killer, why does he have a legend with him? Yeah. Uh, Eventually like kill him. So Literally, <laughs> probably. Yeah, also, I'm going to gonna go with, I'm gonna add another one on top of that. They keep doing all these things saying that they're trying to cater to a younger audience and create new stars. <laughs> Ric Flair does not cater to a young audience. Like I know I'm the guy who said like Ric Flair is a pop culture icon, but I don't think that Ric Flair is necessarily going to draw a young audience by standing no. beside no, he's not. Randy Orton. No. 
for for like a young person, he's getting into great grandfather territory. Yeah. Not even his grandfather. And there's not a person in the world who's like, I love my great grandfather with any sincerity. No, like, I, and I, I, yeah, I just, I'm just like, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and, and, and just Banking the shows and, that bad bunny uh, connection, I guess. I guess, but just, the sh- but just like wrestling in general, like it's without fans, dude. It's just it's like. Tough. You know, like, I'll definitely say, like, I mean, there's nothing that I think I could add that it probably hasn't been echoed, but just like, you know, I made Laura watch WrestleMania with me and (laughs) it was, it was very off-putting to her, to be honest with you. Like, she didn't really enjoy it because, you know, and I get it because, you know, they're projecting to 4,000 people with four people in the room, but it's just like, it's, the fans are a character in the show, you know, and they've always kind of said that, that they, you know, the fans are like the third, you know, third person in the ring or whatever they say about it. But like, it's, it's just, it's, it's very different energy about it. And, but to that extent though, I will say that what I saw this past week, although like I know it's been talked about in a lot of different ways, I think it's just all about finding a unique way to present a story, you know, in a, with a wrestling context these days. And I think that that's what they're struggling to do. No, no different than anybody during the pandemic where they're like, oh, let's just get through this and then get back to the way that things were. And it's like, hey, what if things never go back to the way that things were? You better have a, right. battle, like a battle plan going forward that takes that into account. And at the very least, if things do go back, you've got a new way that you can present something that's fresh and that's unique that you can fall back on, new ways to create characters that when you bring them back into that other context – that they're, you're taking a character from one universe and playing with it in another. So the thing that you're talking about, I'm guessing, is the thing that Shane McMahon introduced this week on Raw, uh, which was a new new segments they're going to be doing on the show called uh, Raw Underground, which is like f- you know fake shoot style matches, like MMA inspired matches. Um, with no ropes around the ring in like a warehouse with pretty girls dancing uh, in the background and the rings surrounded by people. Um, it looked like you, the same warehouse, by the way, where uh, Randy Orton and Edge fought at WrestleMania. That's because it, it is the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the same building. <laughs> They've got two buildings. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um, like I, 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 I ha- I don't I know what I think about it. Yeah, I I kind I, I, I hate that I'm gonna see. I, I, everyone, anyone on the Twitter that sees this or hears this, or whatever, watches this. They're gonna hate. Like, They're oh, gonna hate us for that. Chill, you fucking chill. But I, I didn't hate it. Well, I will say this. No, no. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Like I I I applauded them trying something that was gonna uh, capture someone's attention. Um, I think with the no audience thing, you almost have to switch to that like music TV fight setting where there's music underneath and you can build anticipation that way to a certain degree. Um, as opposed to like, I don't know, as opposed to like regular quiet matches that, that like have piped in audio, you know? Remember I, um, I, when when Hogan and Bischoff went to TNA and the first thing that they did was like, no, make it a four-sided ring. And they immediately changed the ring to like be what they knew and everything. Wrestling, obviously, and this is this is the plague of the wrestling industry. The wrestling industry in general falls back, or WWE at least, falls back on what they can rely on, what they know, what they trust so many times. So it's like it's natural that they would just lean into just like, oh, we'll just do this without fans. But it's almost like you have to completely <laughs> that environment to be able to accept something different because if you see something different in the same setting that you've always experienced it, it's going to throw you off. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right. I also think that the wrestlers, one thing I've noticed is a lot of them seem to have trouble um, adjusting to the change because they've been trained to do certain things with the fans there that it's also like makes for an odd thing. Like you'll see like a wrestler talking to the camera, but he's kind of like whispering during a match and you're like, we can hear you. There's nobody there. Like the camera's right in your face. Like just talk like, you know, like it's like weird to me when I see. So is raw underground going to be, is raw underground going to be a weekly thing? It's, I mean, (laughs) I mean, you know, WWE. you've been watching your whole life. 
I do not see this lasting longer than a month. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly oh. what I was going to say. It was a month. Wait, 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 though, wait, though. How long were the cruiserweights kind of a featured act on Monday Night Raw, though? Too? Not very long. Not very long. So, Which feels like almost a month, <laughs> maybe two months. I feel like it was a couple of months, and I would definitely say, like, I feel like you could use Raw mm-hmm. Underground to build up some people over the course of the next couple months so that when they kind of are introduced back into Raw or whenever they're just on Raw in general – they're kind of have more of a badass allure to them, though. Too. I mean, this this seems like the entire concept was made entirely for Baba Tumbe, or yeah. however you pronounce that guy's Whatever. name. Whatever. Dabakato. Like, I, I also think like, like, like a, well, no, he changed his. He changed Dabaka- it. Yeah, Dabakato. Yeah, yeah. Dabakato. Well, like, <laughs> like avocado with Daba. But he was Baba Tumbe or something. Like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. right. That's the whole. And, you, and like- you surprisingly pronounced his name right. Wow, I'm impressed. But uh, <laughs> I feel like that's the only reason why that whole thing was made. Like, he seemed like he was the only one really f- featured on it. Like, well, I, I mean, like they had that Dolph. Was he featured, though? I, I guess mean, he was fighting. Eric was, yeah, Eric was featured. Him and, I, him and Eric were just kind of like, like intercut like segues to me. The Baba Tunde one was good. The Eric one felt too much like a wrestling match to me. It felt like he was doing his regular move set. I felt like when I was watching his, which is fine because then they just like it just like it's what he knows, which is like I kind of like that idea. Uh, I, I just I, I like to see them guys just kind of like beat the shit out of each other with what they know. I don't know. Like, I kind of like that idea. Okay. You feel like this is going to turn into that episode of The Office where Michael still had his Michael Scott Paper Company office and they turned it into Club Disco. Is everybody just going to be like, screw regular Raw, let's go to Raw Underground. (laughs) And then Raw Underground is going to invade Raw, brand supremacy. I just don't understand what the, I mean, I just don't. Because, I mean, we we said this on the group chat. It's like, oh, but this is real. But then what what were we watching in the ring for the past 30, 40, 50 years? Uh, That's always why the shoot, the MMA, the MMA, like, Making it a permanent fixture, it never works to me, as opposed to, like, when two guys who have MMA-influenced styles kind of do that match, like uh, Angle yeah, versus like Joe. Yeah, or, like, yeah, like when they had the Riddle versus um, Timothy Thatcher thing the other day. Like, I think that works. I don't know. On a weekly basis, I feel like the, any gimmick gets old on a weekly basis. Well, how many times can we watch fake MMA rolling around fighting <laughs> on a weekly basis? Especially you when they're still cutting, get... especially when they're still cutting as quickly as they're they do with showing... WWE programming. Yeah, that's the thing is they're not even sh- like think about this. They're not even showing those fights no. in their entirety. They're only showing like twenty to thirty seconds of them. And Bloodsport, like the Josh Barnett thing or the Matt Riddle Bloodsport, it's only cool. I shouldn't say only cool, but the but the main reason it's cool is because it actually looks like they're beating the shit out of each other. Like they're they're hitting each other hard. Like they're 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 right. they're snug with the stuff they're 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 doing there. So um, I don't know. Do you think, I, do you think I, that maybe I was gonna say, do you think that maybe like WWE feels more comfortable doing this now that CZW has shut their doors with uh since they did the Crucible before? Well, it was like a similar thing. You mean Shakara? Oh, Shikari, that's what I mean. Sorry. That's I, was about to, I was about to be like, I don't do think you, WWE watches season. Sorry, Shikari. <laughs> do you think that they watch or pay attention? No, not at all. But I, I think no, that there's no. people that now work for the company that that are pro- pro- from that world that might have. No, I no, I think that Shane for there's Shane's been pushing like MMA influenced stuff on WWE forever, forever, forever. And I think from what I've heard, this was actually a thing Shane pushed for. Like, I think that USA wants an edgier show and while maintaining the rating. And this was a Shane McMahon idea. Do you think that the idea potentially is pulled from the 1989 classic No Holds Barred, where they have the battle of the tough guys, and it's kind of in a warehouse. It's like a warehouse street fight setting. You mean I when actually they discover think... Zeus? <clears throat> yeah, like when they I first act- discover Zeus? Yeah, I, I, I actually think if this was... From what I've heard, I think this was a brainchild of Shane McMahon. And sh- you know Shane McMahon watched that movie growing up, and Shane McMahon... You- and Shane loves like, MMA. You should have a fight in a, in a, in a iron mill. 
And, and like, he's like, oh, that sounds, that's a great idea, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's no holds barred meets Richie Rich. That's what it is. Let's it's go, go, to, hel- let's go in a hotel room for a weekend and write the whole script out for it. <laughs> it's just i like the fact that it's like this rich kid that grew up in the attitude area and he's like let's just let's just have a club where i could just live my fantasy of like of like girls dancing dudes fighting maybe there might be a lion next next week who knows yeah see like i i, I saw a lot of people online friends of mine texted me that were saying like I didn't like there was no explanation for why this suddenly exists and why Shane has access to the graphics team for graphics packages. And <laughs> what like, do you mean why? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like, he's Shane. Like, what? They're going to say no when Shane, like, walks up, like, I need this warehouse for the day in a WWE facility. Like, anyone's like, oh, we need to call Vince about this. Like, no. They're going to let Shane fucking do what he wants. He's Shane McMahon. He's a billionaire yeah. or millionaire playboy or whatever. Like, that's how I, I – well, I shouldn't say Playboy. He's an adult with kids or whatever. But still, like, you know, like I, I 100% didn't have – like, I, I didn't have any trouble making that connection. And also I thought to myself, like, this is what Shane McMahon would do in a pandemic. He would I start like an underground fight club. A, he thinks the better, end of the world is coming. It's a better time – or it's a better thing way to feature Shane than, than having him in a match or something. God, yes. Like, God, I mean, yes. this, this feels like a, a very organic thing for him. It feels kind of like – you know, you have a chance to have Sunday Night Heat Shane back. And that's it's what just... I want. No, I changed locations because I I went to my work computer because instead of my laptop, so I wouldn't have to wait for the converting process to be done. So now... Because you're a fancy boy. You've changed angles. You get my bad angle. So yes. here, we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, speaking of bad... Marty Jannetty says he killed a dude. I, I, this, like, what a wild thing to come out today. Also, I let's did. let's preface this by saying Martin Jannetty says wild stuff on his Facebook all the time. That's not true, and this is probably think, not true. I think he's just said so many wild things that he's just gotten cocky, and now he's just like going to be like, "Well, guess what? Not only am I into my relatives, but I killed the person." <laughs> He's saying, yeah, you know what else? Remember March 20th? I, f- I flew back from China, and I may have visited a few uh, <laughs> wet markets. Who's to say I did it? <laughs> I ate a bat. I'll admit Marty it. I've been eating bats for a long time. <laughs> Marty Gennetti is patient zero. Like, I, I honestly was shocked that TMZ jumped in on this one today and uh, called the local police there. Which is silly, because it's not a slow news day. <laughs> it's not. Well, the thing is, like, like I was saying earlier in our, in our group text, you bring up murder, you gotta look into it. Like, like, like all the other things, yeah, he says really crazy shit, but he brought up murder. I don't yeah. know. Well, to I, I me... Mean, he says he tried to... I mean, I don't know. He's he made a guy someone. disappear. Yeah, but the guy was, he, in his story was trying to molest him. Yeah, but he I made it. Know. But he said he should like when he was underage. I understand that. Yeah, pedophiles should go away forever. But at the same time, maybe just don't say, "Yeah, I this guy's missing. He probably should have checked the river." I loved this woman before, and now I hate her. <laughs> yeah, I killed somebody. Go, I kill a girl. What was his word? His, her, I mean, his phrase. Her, her Jamaican jealousy. like man 2020 has been such a fucking weird year and it it continues every day we're not gonna throw that into the 2020 thing that's not you can't throw marty janetti admitting to fucking murder on the 2020 being crazy list unless it's real maybe i don't even think if you go into marty janetti's story and you're like let's see if some of these are real is there a bowling alley where he says this takes place? And if there's not, then it's probably not a true story. Like, there's a lot of ways to fact check the it evidence. Could, it could it could have been a bowling alley a long time ago. Now it's not. Yeah, there's no, there's I'm not thinking, a lot of ways to. As someone who has to fact check things all the time, I'm gonna call bullshit on that one. There are not a lot of ways to fact check this one. In, in a lot of there's a lot of I mean, ways. To fact-check I think the ways of like finding story. out if this person by this name exists. It's probably the first thing you go into, and then you move from there. 
Did yeah. they exist? Yes. Are they still alive? Then case closed. But if they're missing, if they've been missing since that year, hey, maybe we should look into Marty Janetti possibly putting him in a river. God, yeah. how old? I mean, how long ago was Marty Janetti thirteen years old? Like, it, I don't even think that was. Like, it yet. said in the like, TMZ yeah. article. I think it said that that would have been nineteen seventy three. Wow. <clears throat> like, come on! Like, you're not like like. Also, I. <laughs> I miss getting into arguments with Eli where he knows he's wrong, but he just stares at me with like such I'm right intent, but because he, he doesn't care. Yeah, let's just let's poke some holes in Marty Janetti's story real fast. He doesn't the holes directly, sure. he, he doesn't directly say anything. He's like, he's I tried to buy weed from him, but he took me out back to do you know what. And it's like, this guy is so weird. I don't know what you know what means. Like it could be anything. He could have walked back with that guy because the guy wanted to show him his boat and his boat sank and the guy drowned and Marty Janetti's taking full credit for killing him. <laughs> and he's like, they should have checked you the river what? where the boat sank. <laughs> I, I, I hope Eli just cracked the case and that's that he's just taking credit for something that he was just nearby during or just like, oh man. If I, also, if, if Marty Janetti... Further, just with the way Marty Janetti's been... I would say that Marty Gennetti may have killed the guy, but it's probably because he didn't have the money to pay for the weed that he is buying from the guy, so he needed to come up with an alibi as to why he killed him. Look, I mean, uh, Marty Gennetti, at one point in his life, if this actually happened, he's at least at one point in his life gotten really high at the gathering and told somebody. Like, he's, yeah. there's no way he's ever not said this I'd like to, to hear if this wrestler stories could corroborate his claims, because I, I, I agree with you. This is the kind of story. Like, if he's not telling stories like that for 35 or 40 years, give this man a microphone and just let him tell stories for the rest of his life, because he's got to have so tales buried in there. <laughs> that show will last a week before it gets canceled. <laughs> He'll smoke the microphone. <laughs> um, what did you guys think about The Rock buying the XFL? Dude, sick. <laughs> you got a nice. They got a nice discount. I mean, the the <laughs> deal alone. I mean, how much he paid for it, Jesus. But um, um, I think if it was. Yeah, I just thought about it. Did he pay more for the XFL than WWE did for WCW? Yeah, WWE paid like three million dollars. Yeah. WCW. Crazy. That's crazy. But, um, it could potentially be something really important because yeah. if it was anybody else who bought it, anybody else, it wouldn't, it would be, okay, well, let's see what happens next. But now we have a, a football league owned by a black man. And that's something, you know, like and, that, and, I, I, a black man and a black woman. I think, Danny yeah. was also an equal partner in it. I think that the biggest she, thing she, that her name's Garcia the, though. The benefit of she, the law. She's, Okay. Isn't she black? I don't think so. Isn't she half? I don't know. Okay, well, a woman, a black man, and a woman owning a sports team. League. A sports league. 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 Yeah. This is Ryan talking about fucking football here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a sports league, excuse me. You know, like, I was going to say the benefit of, like, The Rock owning it compared to Vince owning it or anybody else, you know, any of an NFL or a former NFL owner owning it is that I think The Rock is in touch enough with what's going on in entertainment, how things are changing, not just in like the world of sports, but in the world of movies and cinema, theatrical experiences, et cetera. So I think that the timing is great for him to buy it because it will need to shift to something else for, for the next couple of years, at least, is, is maybe we don't have large-scale gatherings or we can't do something like that. You've got to come up with a different interpretation for how that's going to be put out there for the public and everything. And I think that The Rock... <laughs> And it is, is in touch with that enough compared to like Vince McMahon, who I think many would make the claim that Vince is not in touch with what's going on. And, and it is, it is out of touch, you know, and, and you see them making strides with doing, trying different stuff like the raw underground. But I don't think that they have that, that organization or anybody in the WWE, like kind of stratosphere outside of the rock has the ability to actually turn this into a success story. And I think the rock sees that too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think that when, you know, I thought, I, I think it's interesting how when um, Vince McMahon announced that he was going to do the XFL it, or bring back the XFL, it was almost like a joke. People were like, this is stupid. Like, why would anyone do that? It was a joke the first time. It's going to be a joke this time. 
And even though, you know, the two years of him building it, it was like, why is this happening? It's not going to happen. It was like so much. And then it, it aired and people were into it. And then the kind of like people stopped caring. But people were, you know, football fans, I think, kind of liked it to a certain degree. But with The Rock, when he bought it, it was like, this is the biggest thing ever. Like everyone was so excited. It was like this whole hoopla. And I think it's for the reason that you say, Eli, is that I think people understand that The Rock is more in touch with what, want in in 2020 well, i think you know like and and let's say you know like football players right now are used to playing in front of big crowds football is it, the nfl is used to presenting football in front of a big crowd but if you can't present it like that anymore and you have to take a different approach who's to say that the xfl doesn't have as much of the capabilities to make themselves a success as the nfl at that point if the nfl can't rely on something that's a huge strength of theirs and that's the live gatherings of their of their fan base yeah yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I watched the beginning of the XFL just out of interest. Well, this second iteration of it, I'll watch the Rocks version of the XFL. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. You know, like I'm not a football guy, but I'll be interested in the beginning just to see what he does. It's kind of cool. Like the Rock, it's just man, the Rock just keeps moving up. Like he just keeps moving up. Like I'm convinced. And I know it's not. I'm not the first person to say this, but I'm convinced The Rock will be president one day. I mean, he's. Maybe. He's. I think these are the moves that he's making. That to to put his. I mean, he's already one of the biggest names in the world, and then to just put his stamp like this onto something, and if it's if it's if it's a success, uh, yeah, these are the right strides to go towards something like that. Yeah, I also I, feel I, like because he is a former football player himself and, a, and an athlete, obviously, still, I'd still categorize The Rock as an athlete if you see the way the dude works out. Um, like, you know, I think that there's a different layer of trust that you have for an athlete, from an athlete to another, you know, and people wanting to work for The Rock, too. So, I mean, I, I don't see for the amount that he paid for it how this couldn't be anything less than a success for him. Yep, absolutely. And lastly, uh, you know, I was just wondering, um, what you guys did you this this stable that WWE is going to be introducing? Um, you guys like what they're the way that I mean, like how like the WWE is kind of like announcing things about this stable before they even come out. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I just it's it, uh, it it's... made it. So good, Go ahead, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, get, I'll just go then. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I mean, again, it's. I think it's. I think it's off-putting for some people, and I don't know if off-putting is the right word. It's just because it's really not how things have been done in the past in terms of, especially when you debut a new stable. It's a lot more organic in the sense that they show up on unsurpri- like, like they surprise people, and then they're like, "Okay, we're here." Or in the sense that there, there's two people, three people, four people united for a common goal. And then they become like the union or uh, I don't know why I brought that up or the nation of domination or um, um, this is not like any of those things. This is, this is, um, Hey, we got a new, and it's also the first time I think WWE's ever used the word stable before. I don't yeah, know. That means a weird thing for me. Weren't they calling him a faction? I heard stable. When? On something. I, I I don't know if it was on the show, but I did read state I did read stable somewhere. I think they were calling them a faction still. I don't think they even said again, what they were faction, on Raw. Faction again. Faction again. Faction's another word they don't really use. Yeah. Yeah, I uh and Go ahead, Kevin. I think the announcement was just based off of the like just so that it could be like it's not political, even though 1,000% is showing, like, it's like a ripoff of a very political thing that's going on in the world right now. And, like, I don't know. It just, like, I think that's why they had to make the, the announcement. I don't think that they are capable of wearing the um, the white gloves that are necessary to carry something so fragile along that could possibly combust. I don't have, like, I... I don't necessarily think that there's enough people in that organization on one side of the political spectrum or the other enough for them to juggle a fair, I I, I just don't see, I I see it being exacerbating for some and then frustrating for others. Like people who maybe stand on, like are leaning a little bit further right, 
are going to hate it. And people who are leaning a little further left will be like, I don't like the way that you're presenting this though, too. Like, I just, I don't see how it can go over positively. Did you get an Antifa one. vibe from them, Eli, when you saw it? A, a little bit, but I don't, but, but again, like I, I'm, I'm a very left leaning individual. I'd like to think at least. And I, I look at something like that and I'm like, Hey, I kind of like, I don't know what they're trying to say. You know, I don't like, again, like it, it you know, it's trying to use something that's a, a hot button topic in a slightly different context, I think. Like it's almost like they're using a frame that is familiar for one reason and they're going to unveil it as being for a different cause or a different reason on the show. And there's part of me that's just like, well, I don't want like the idea of them using something that's maybe a little further on the left side of the, uh, of the political spectrum as, as a negative, because like, I don't necessarily on a personal level, see it as a negative. So, you know, like it's hard with a storyline like that to find like, anywhere where you can comfortably like set it because like I'm never going to agree with it because I, I don't like the frame and the people on, on the right might look at it and be like F this F these people I, I'm against these people so it's just like I don't see how it could be successful as anything but like a heel group but for half the audience it's not a heel group and it's just disliked does that make sense yeah absolutely I think I think you're right in terms of what they're thinking like the imagery will evoke an emotion from you but well when I, when I saw like, make it a political the, thing and Tifa comparison I immediately was like oh god damn I need to go look at the comments right now to look how like hateful and hot they're getting about like on a on a side that I don't stand and everything like that and I was just like man like I, I it, it rattled me a little bit just on the level of like, man, they shouldn't be doing this because they're not capable of doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And Jamie, you know, I feel like Jamie, you're not like the most political guy. Did you get an Antifa not vibe always. when you saw them? And, and the only time I did, I mean, not really. The only time that thought really came into my head was when you said it on Twitter was, uh, um, and, uh, and to be honest, um, I can't really say because I only have an overlying understanding of what Antifa is. Yeah, so, totally. That's why um, I asked. Because I was like, I feel like Jamie, that, that's like not a thing in Jamie's, you know. No, it's not. Spectrum. And um, I don't understand. Again, and I was about to say uh, before you asked me that question that I don't know. I, again, this is literally the first week of them doing anything. And I think that the story is still yet to be written on what these guys, obviously we don't even know who's involved yet, but um, I, um, the way I, I think, even though WWE fans always are saying, we love change. We love something. We want something new and stuff. There are times whenever something happens and it's not how things usually go. People kind of go, Whoa, you know, like what the hell's going on? And the way they're debuting this stable, like I said previously, is very against the grain of how they usually debut stables or wrestlers or anything. And um, um, I think these next, uh, I mean, nothing I'm saying is groundbreaking, but these next few weeks are going to be really telling about, uh, it's, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the way they're presenting it leaves a lot more pressure. Yeah. For yeah, oh yeah good. oh yeah i guess that's what i was you think that there's do you think that they there's a possibility that they just drop it and they never say anything about these it's happened before transformer on fire again it's i don't think before. so i They're feel like, like there's there's i feel like there's too they, they've they've hyped it up too much now at this point because it, it if they had never put the dot-com article out and they had never talked about like what their team's name is going to be like i would say yes but because they put those dot com articles out i feel like they have to at least do something even if it's only um the the aforementioned union and they have a short run you know where it's like a small quick thing what's funny about what what made me laugh about the whole transformer getting lit on fire and stuff like that i was like they had a team that would do this, like what well, could have done this, which was sanity. Like this, I is thought what, the exact like, same thing. <laughs> I was like, this is literally like sanity's whole gimmick that you didn't let them do. Yeah, that's what I was. I, that 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 kind of took me aback. Maybe they're just like a little upset that Eric Young went on went on like and said so many negative things after he got released. They're just like, oh yeah, well we'll show you. Bring on sanity. Bring them all back to me. It's the new, well, it's the I, new I, razor. It's the new diesel. 
to me, like, I, I kind of, like, I mean, I don't I could be completely way off, and I'm sure I am, but I almost feel like, well, like, just hearing, like, the, the group, like, yelling on the roof when they were throwing the Molotov cocktail, uh, like, I was like, I don't know, it sounds like it's guys and girls, and they're in one faction together. I'm like, could this possibly be, like, guys that and girls that were fired, and they brought them back under, like, you know, as, like, or bringing them back? I mean, I mean, uh, it's hard because a lot of the guys have all gone places now. I mean, I think yeah. I did a, I, I tweeted the other day. Um, there's Where not a lot. It, it would be based if that were the case. It would be like Sarah Logan. Rusev, <laughs> it would be Rusev, Rowan, uh, pregnant Sarah Logan, <laughs> pregnant Sarah. Logan. I like this already. Kurt actually. Angle, Kurt Angle, and uh, and Curtis no Axel. So and no Oh, and no way, Jose. Sorry, sorry. So sounds like a great I don't know. If that, I don't know if that's going to be sounds the like a great like combo to me. I like pregnant Sarah Logan and just out there, just like Kurt Angle just grabbed his his vest from when he teamed with the Shield one time. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah I have exactly. a reason to wear this again. I need to go back and watch that match. That shit is no, so you funny don't. No, I was just going to say. Yeah, I do. If not just for the Kurt Angle entrance. But for the entrance? <laughs> yeah, because he's the so entrance. funny in it. Because literally Seth. He's like, mm, Dean. Mm, Kurt. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. It was great catching up. I missed you guys. It was good chatting. Uh, Jamie, where can people find you on social media? All right. You can find me on Twitter. I haven't done this in a while. At J-A-M-I-E <laughs> underscore I-O-V-I-N-E. Or on Instagram, just J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. Check, check, check out Network and TWRK every day for new drops, exclusive uh, drops, or first to market, and so on and so forth. And be on the lookout for August 26th to the 27th. We have our Transfer Fest, which is our first festival that we're doing. It's completely digital. It's um, it's a way for a lot of these brands and apparel brands, collectible brands, all these guys to showcase their new stuff, but not just showcase. We're going to be selling some stuff as well. A lot of special guests, a lot of fun stuff going to be happening. Please check it out. Like I said, it's happening at the end of August. Check out NTWRK for details. That's awesome. Uh, Kevin, where can we find you at? Yeah, that's good. Find me at Kevin Gets Red on Instagram and Twitter. And I kind of wish that Jamie would have said, I hate that underscore just like old times, but whatever. It's well, I, found uh, I hate that, that damn that, underscore. Well, I need to figure out how to get that. I don't know how to get that account. Like, I know that it's inactive now because I checked. Oh, it's inactive to, now? Yeah, I don't know how to get it, though. You don't have a, a, like a, some kind of a, like an in and Instagram at all? No, you talk- to, no I, I'm Jamie Ivan on Instagram. It's Twitter. Oh, it's for Twitter. Yeah, Whoa. that is that is more difficult because you're already verified, so you can't. It's a whole process. Yeah, yeah, it's more difficult. Uh, Eli, do you even want people to follow you on social media? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can find me on Instagram at Brindlebeard. I'm not on there a lot these days, to be honest with you. But uh, but you know, I might uh, I might send you a poke. <laughs> You can you can find me at Matt on Ryan Instagram. Se- <laughs> uh, you got enough poking going on over there, Eli. You don't need to do more. Uh, you can you can find me. I'm at Ryan Satin on social media. Check out the site at Wrestling Sheet ProWrestlingSheet.com, where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional professional wrestling throughout the week. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. No clue when we'll be back, but I had to give you guys at least a little bit of an update. Uh, we'll let you know. Uh, but until then, keep your eye on the sheet. Wait, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on there the sheet. There it is. It's been a long uh, time. I've done it too. You ruined my <laughs> whole eye thingy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bye, guys. Later. Later. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you say like that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Did you know you could shop around for prescription prices? With GoodRx, you can find free coupons at over 70,000 pharmacies and save up to 80%. It's that easy. But don't just take my word for it. Dr. Adam says, I've been telling all my patients about GoodRx. Jacqueline says, my medication was $65 without insurance, but I paid $25. Aubriana says, you don't have to pay full price to live your best life. Couldn't have said it better myself. GoodRx is 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.